Chapter Twenty Nine of Cutlass and Cudgel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cutlass and Cudgel by George Manville Fenn. Chapter Twenty Nine. That day, Jimmy Dad brought him his food, and the next day, and the next. What did it mean? he asked himself. He could understand this man being the bearer while he was employed at the mason work, but when that was over, he felt puzzled at Ram not coming. Then he began to wonder whether the boy was ill in consequence of his fall, and he longed to ask, but as everything he said to Dad was received in gloomy silence, he felt indisposed to question the man and waited patiently or impatiently till there should be a change. The change did come, Ram appearing the next day with the basket. But his father and several other men entered the quarry, and something was brought in what he did not see. Ram came up to him with his basket, but just as he began speaking, Shackle called him away, and once more the prisoner was left alone. He partook of his meal, feeling more dull and dispirited than ever and a walk afterward to the little opening just big enough to allow of his arm being thrust in afforded no relief for he wanted to talk to ram about their adventures and to try whether he could not win over the boy to help him to escape the next day arrived and as of old ram came with jemmy dad left at the door he's grumbling said the boy about having to help watch over you then why not put an end to it cried Archie, eagerly dashing into the question next his heart, for his confinement now grew unbearable. How? Help me to escape. The boy laughed. Aren't you going to ask me how I am? No, why should I? Cause you made me have that fall, and my head's been treble. I've been in bed three days. I am sorry for you, said Archie, but I can only think of one thing, how to get away. No good to think about that father won't let you go. I asked him you did Ram Yes, I asked him though. You wouldn't be friends and shake hands What did he say cried Archie ignoring the latter part of his jailers remarks said? I was a young fool and he'd ropes end me if I talked any more such stuff the midshipman did not notice it But there was a quiet and softened air in Ram's behavior toward him and the boy seemed reluctant to go but in the midshipman's natural desire to get away he could think of nothing else but self It would not be the act of a fool to set one of the officers of the Royal Navy at Liberty He says it would for it would be the end of us all here The sailors would come and pretty well turn us out of house and home. No, he won't let you go How long is he going to keep me here? Don't know long as he likes the last sentence seemed to drive the prisoner into a fit of anger which lasted till the boy's next coming the prisoner had been listening anxiously for the sound which betokened the visit of his young jailer and he was longing to have speech with him but telling himself that the boy was an enemy he punished himself as soon as the lanthorn came swaying through the darkness by throwing himself down and turning away his head ram came up and held the lanthorn over him morning how are you Archie made no reply sleep still no answer you aren't asleep come look up I've brought you four plum puffs and a cream cheese mother made 
hang your plum duffs and cream cheeses cried archie starting up in a rage didn't say plum duff said plum puffs take em away then bread and water's the proper thing for prisoners oh i say you wouldn't get fat on that will you let me out no then i warn you fairly one of these days or nights or whatever they are i'll lie wait for you and break your head with a stone and then get away ram laughed what cried the prisoner fiercely i was only larfin what at you think i don't know better than that you wouldn't be such a coward oh wouldn't i not you said ram sitting down quietly and making the lid of his basket squeak you know i can't help it yes you can you could let me out father would kill me if i did why if i let you out you'd come with a lot of men and there'd be a big fight some of our chaps wounded and some killed and if we didn't whop you our place would be all smashed up and father and all of em in prison and serve em right ah but we don't think so that's what you do isn't it of course it is well then i can't let you go Sides, if i said i would there's always jimmy dad or big tom dunley or father waiting outside and they'd be sure to nab you but you might come by night and get me out no said the boy sturdily i couldn't then you're a beast get out of my sight before i half kill you have a puff take them away you thieving scoundrel cried archie who was half mad with disappointment you come here professing to be civil and yet you won't help me can't you can sir and you wouldn't like me if i did yes i should and i never could be grateful enough no you wouldn't you'd know i was a sneak and a traitor as you call it to father and all our chaps and you'd never like me like you i tell you i should consider you my best friend not you i know better than that have a puff will you take your miserable stuff away have some cream cheese and new bread archie made a blow at him but ram only drew back slightly don't be a coward he said you're an officer and a gentleman you told me one day and you keep on trying to coax me into doing what you know would be making me a regular sneak what should i say when you were gone nothing cried the prisoner escape with me come on board and the lieutenant will listen to what i say and take you and we'll make you a regular man of war's man and set me to fight again my father and all my old mates no you should not do that and you'd call me a miserable sneak i shouldn't then you'd think i was and i should know it so it would be all the same then you will not help me can't you will not you mean said archie bitterly you'd sooner keep me here to rot in the darkness no i wouldn't and i'd let you out if i could cried ram with animation i like you that i do because you're such a brave chap and not afraid of any of us suppose i was a prisoner in your boat would you let me out that's a different thing said archie proudly i am a king's officer and you're only a smuggler's boy i can't help that said ram warmly you wouldn't let me go because you couldn't and i won't let you go because i can't then get out of this place and let me be shan't it's horrid dull and dark here and lonesome i shouldn't like it and that's why i get mother to give me all sorts of good things to bring for you and save em up father would make a row if he knew i do like you get out ah you may say that but i'd do anything for you now 
then let me go except that knock me on the head then and put me out of my misery and except that too i say don't be snarky with me you must stop here as long as father likes but why shouldn't you and me be friends i've brought you a jew's harp to learn to play when you're alone archie uttered an ejaculation full of contempt and snatched the preferred toy and hurled it as far as he could it was a sixpenny one and i walked all the way to dunmouth and back to get it for you twenty miles it aren't much of a thing for an officer and a gentleman though i know but i say look here would you like to learn to play the fiddle will you take your chattering tongue somewhere else cause continued ram without heeding the midshipman's petulant words i could borrow big tom dunley's old fiddle he'd lend it to me and i'd smuggle it here smuggle of course sneered archie in its green baize bag i could teach you how to play one tune archie remained silent as he sat on a stone listening contemptuously to the lad's words i thought i could often come here and sit and talk to you and bring a light and i brought these he opened the door of the horn lanthorn and produced from his pocket a very dirty old pack of cards at which archie stared with profound disgust you and me could play a game sometimes and then you wouldn't feel half so dull i say have a puff now there was no reply shall i bring you some apples archie threw himself down and lay on his side with his head resting upon his hand gazing into the darkness we've got lots of fox whelps as we make cider of and some red cheeks which are ever so much better i'll bring you some don't replied archie coldly bring me my liberty i don't want anything else won't you have the jew's harp if i go and find it no nor yet the fiddle if i borrow it no i say don't be so snarky with me i can't help it i was obliged to do what i did same as you'd have been if it'd been the other way on look here let you and me be friends i could come often and sit with you i'll stay now if you like let's have a game at cards archie made no reply and ram sighed i'm very sorry he said sadly i'd leave you the lanthorn if you'd like to ask me i'm not going to ask favors of such a set of thieves and scoundrels cried the midshipman passionately and once more i warn you that if you come pestering me with your proposals i shall knock you down with a stone and then escape not you replied ram with a quiet laugh not escape i meant couldn't knock me down with a stone and pray why cause i tell you again you couldn't be such a coward i'm going now no notice was taken of the remark like another blanket no answer i'm going to leave the basket and the puffs and cheese anything else i can get you archie was moved by the lad's friendly advances but he felt as if he would rather die than show it and he turned impatiently away from the light shed by the lanthorn i'll bring you some apples next time i come and perhaps then you'll have a game at cards there was no reply so ram slowly shut the door of his lanthorn turning the bright light to a soft yellowish glow and rising to his knees do let me stop and have a game let me stop and talk to you then there was no reply to either proposal and just then came a horse ram ahoy ahoy cried the lad i must go now that's jemmy dad shouting for me archie made no reply and the boy rose set down the basket beside where he had been kneeling and stood gazing down at the prisoner like some backer to chew he said 
Then, as there was no answer, he went slowly away, with the prisoner watching the dull glow of the lanthorn till it disappeared behind the great pillars. There was a faint suggestion of light farther on, then darkness again, and the dull, echoing bang of the heavy trap-door and rattle of the thin slabs of stone, which seemed to be thrown over it to act as a cover or screen. And then once again the silence and utter darkness which sat upon the prisoner like lead. He uttered a low groan. Am I never to see the bright sun and sparkling sea again? He said sadly. I never used to think they were half so beautiful as they are till I was shut up in this horrible hole. Oh, if I could only get away. He started up now and began to walk up and down over a space clear of loose stones, which he seemed to know now by instinct. But he stopped short directly. If that young ruffian saw me, he'd say I was like a wild beast in a cage. He'd call me a monkey again as he did before. Oh, I wish I had him here. The intention was for the administration of punishment. But just then Archie kicked against the basket, and that completely changed the current of his thoughts. The beggar wants to be civil, he said. He is civil. It was kind of him to bring the things to amuse me, and better food. Wants to be friends. But who's going to be friends with a scoundrel like that? I don't want his rubbish, only to be able to keep strong and well so as to escape first chance. Likes me, does he? muttered the midshipman after a pause. I should think he does. Such impudence. Friends, indeed. Oh, it's insufferable. Archie's words were very bitter, but somehow all the time he kept thinking about their adventure and the lad's bravery, and then about his having saved him. I suppose he liked that, said Archie, after a time talking aloud, for it was pleasant to hear a voice in the solemn darkness, even if it was only his own. He grew a little more softened in his feelings, and after resisting the temptation for three hours, and vowing that he would keep to bread and water, and starve himself before he would let them think he received their gifts, he found himself thinking more and more of the friendly feeling of the boy, and his show of gratitude and then he recalled all that had passed about the proposal to escape, to set him at liberty, to be his companion, and he was obliged to own that Ram had behaved very well. For him, he said contemptuously, and then such a peculiarly strong suggestion of its being dinner-time reminded him that he ought to partake of food, that he opened the basket, and the temptation was resisted no longer. Pride is all very well in places, but there is a strength in cold roast chicken, plum puffs, and cream cheese that will, or did in this case, sweep everything before it. And after making a very hearty meal, the midshipman almost wished that he had Ram there to talk to, as a humble companion in that weary solitude. He's a miserable, contemptible beggar, said Archie at last, but I need not have been quite so rough with him as I was. End of chapter 29